In the beginning of the history of experimental observation or any other kind of observation on scientific things, it's intuition. It's intuition. Which is really based on just experience with everyday objects that suggest reasonable explanations for things. Welcome to Two Shrinks Pod. I'm Amy Donaldson. And I'm Hunter Mulcair. This week we're doing something a little different. We got a question from a listener and we decided that we would follow through with it. So Justin Hensley, an assistant professor of emergency medicine in Texas, got in touch and asked us, how does one take a compliment? In COVID times, we get a lot of thank you for your service, but even regularly, I suck at taking them. Is it an upbringing thing? So we started chatting about it and before we knew it, we'd come up with all sorts of different facets to this, that it wasn't just as simple as going, hey, thank you. There's all sorts of micro social behaviours that can be interesting threads to pull out in therapy and they can lead to deeper issues, but they can be relatively context specific. So it's kind of worth having a discussion and pulling it apart. When I started looking at what was out there, I, was, I found a weird mix of articles. It was kind of cultural stuff, tips on how to be more assertive, lots of women's magazines articles on <laughs> like how brushing off a compliment is a turn off to guys. Yeah. And discussions uh, about... I'm, I'm saying, yep, yeah, I'm not necessarily <laughs> agreeing with that, but yeah, sure. There were also discussions about street harassment that popped up all through the literature and just in general in a Google search. Yeah, so what was interesting, I didn't do really any research reading around it, but I certainly asked a lot of colleagues and friends around it. And it was a surprisingly common theme that mm. people said, yeah, you know, like... I find it this uncomfortable or I, I'm good at it or I'm not good at it or like it, it seems to be like such a micro thing mm. but actually seems to tap into a whole lot of stuff. It does, yeah. So in line with our recent how-to episodes, we thought we'd talk through some of the factors but then also just very basic level talk about how do you actually respond to a compliment. As always, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, please get in touch with us. It was great to hear from someone and to kind of go, yeah, that's something we want to talk about. So you can email us, twoshrinkspod at gmail.com, or you can contact us on Twitter at twoshrinkspod, or you can find back episodes and see whether we've already covered what you're interested in, twoshrinkspod.com. So Hunter, how do you go accepting a compliment? I think it's very situational dependent for me. Yep. It really depends on what it is, what I think's going on for the person mm-hmm. and whether I think I'm worthy of the compliment or yeah. something like that. I mentioned to my sister today that we were recording tonight and she asked what the topic was and I said what it was and she pissed herself laughing. And then after she finished that, she said, you can't take a compliment and from what I know of Hunter, he can't take one either. <laughs> 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 and then she said, hang on. There are some times when you go, thanks. And it was interesting to hear someone who knows me pretty well notice that there are different contexts and different times when I can do it and other times when I just brush it off or ignore Mm. it entirely. Mm. Mm. So what about a thank you, like the one that Justin messaged us? So the one that Justin was saying was thank you for your service. So I'm imagining that's in medicine in COVID times. Mm. How do you go with someone thanking you professionally if it's not like a thank you for working with my brother or whatever, when it's thank you for being a psychologist or it's so amazing what, what psychologists yeah, so do. Yeah, like, so the, when it's not a client or a client's family, mm. when it's, uh, oh, I work at a hospital and I work with cancer patients, mm. for example, and someone says, oh, that's, you know, that's such amazing work you do. Mm. Uh, I typically would say, oh, 
yeah, you know, like, you know, they're just people I'm, and I'm, you know, I just really like doing psychology mm. or something like that. So, mm. I, and so I downplay it a bit, yeah. you know, because I've been doing it for a while. It's, it's what you do day to day. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and I typically see it and I kind of like typically analyze other people and kind of go, well, that's probably because they think either I couldn't do work mm. with this problem. They have had a instance of a family member being unwell mm. and they know just, you know, the value of having a, a person who can support someone in, yeah. a, in a difficult situation. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of like brush it off a bit, but mm. then I think there's an element in which you need to be polite. Yeah, and not just going, no. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like we're self-aggrandizing here. I guess sort of move it back onto that yeah. question. Why do you think this is not the first time I've sort of seen this mm. hap- happening? Why do you think people are complimenting so much at the moment? So I'm quote unquote appreciative. Yeah, I think it's how, like part of it is just how broad reaching the COVID stuff is. You know, everybody has been affected by it in some way or another. And I think there are the people who are trying to express their thanks to doctors like Justin are people who are taking it seriously and have been impacted by it and kind of go, shit, this is a really serious thing. Mm. And they're wanting to express express that in some way yeah. and I think it's just a mismatch between what they're wanting to do and what it actually comes across as yeah. from reading various things on Twitter there's been quite a few debates between doctors about going well actually I'm okay with people calling us heroes or saying thank you because I get what they're trying to do and other people feeling like this isn't me I'm not a hero I'm just doing mm. my job mm. so I think you can never know yeah, quite and that, how it sits. Yeah, and it's that tolerating, you know, for some people that we, we're better able to tolerate sort of something that perhaps mismatches a little bit mm. and kind of go, well, I can see why someone might do that. But I think I think also what's interesting with a compliment is is when, when you have a big mismatch, mm. and we'll talk about this as we go along, and that's when we have a range of feelings mm. around it. Yeah. Um, they can be positive and negative yeah. and things like that. So what we're going to do is talk a little bit about the basics like we do yeah. <laughs> to find the topic. Yeah. Um, we're psychologists. Yeah, we're psychologists. <laughs> Come on. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what are our options for responding mm. and then we're going to kind of talk about people's motivations for compliments and then we're going to talk a little bit about our internal reaction. Yeah. So like in the moment, what's what's going on for us and then we're going to go about deeper issues. Subtitle, is this about your mother? <laughs> Yeah. Short answer, yes. Yes. Uh, Always. (laughs) Always. I didn't know you'd become a Freudian this Uh, week. (laughs) It's not Freudian. (laughs) CBT does it too. Oh, no, here we go. (laughs) Anyone who was engaged in my Twitter feed recently, I got into a fight with a Freudian. It was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, But so that's kind of the structure. And then we're going to talk about some cultural kind of stuff because we think in Australia there is a, a, a definite way of responding there's mm. like an appropriate amount of taking on compliments which i think is very different to the united states um and are probably different to the uk i'm not so yeah. sure but before we get stuck in the basics mm. amy why is it important to respond properly to a compliment apart from that it can be really awkward if you if you don't i think there's a whole bunch of social expectations we're often brought up to say thank you and to to respond in a gracious way. It can be something that's important at work or, you know, if you're too... I can remember hearing a bunch of comedians talking about how they were too 
self-deprecating. They were British comedians when they went over to the UK mm-hmm. and they were auditioning yep. and they were asked why they'd done such amazing things. How had they managed to do this? And they'd kind of brush it off and go, oh, because I'm an idiot and I just fall into it. And the Americans would interpret that as them saying, I'm an idiot yep. and brush it off. So sometimes there's a function to it. There's a function to going, hey, thanks, that was important. Yeah. Also, often it's about building connections. Someone complimenting you is kind of a way of starting a conversation or bridging it a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, saying I like your necklace between, you know, women in a bathroom is often a way of going, hey, and then talking. Yeah. It's got function to it. Yeah. And responding in a way that isn't just bolting out of the room or going, how dare you or anything like that helps facilitate yeah so, so i guess what you're talking about there is there's consequences for in which the way in which you respond to a compliment mm. and depending on the social setting mm. that could result in you know awkwardness rejection that, rejection that could result in a pleasant conversation that could result in lifelong friends mm. and if you misjudge it or if it doesn't quite go that well but the problem is that these things involves two people and two internal worlds. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's where it's right for... And social stuff is so awkward, as we talked about last time. There's so much of it so, that's awkward. So so awkward for you, Amy, not for me. That is not <laughs> correct. <laughs> I know you too well. Don't try and pull that. Oh, that's it. So the basics, right? So what what's... Someone says, Amy, thanks thanks for your service. Mm-hmm. You're an emergency physician. You're a, a good cook mm. or a cook. <laughs> Who's cooked something well? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You're looking offended. Um, the possible possible responses are really, I guess there's three three main ways that we came across in the literature to sort of think about, which is obviously, this sort of sounds super basic, but like accept, reject or evade. Oh. And what's interesting, we got a table of them and I was looking at these before and thinking, actually a lot of these accepts are more reject and evade mm. but really like you know the thanks thank you i know or i agree or you know you're welcome yeah that's just sort of straight up accepting mm. i think the problem with that though is if you downplay it a bit too like you're like oh yeah thanks no no worries mm. then that leaves it right for the other person to be like no no this is important thank you mm. uh i think reject rejecting it's kind of interesting. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Or like, oh, it's nothing special. Mm. You know, oh, um, you serious? Like, really? Yep. I mean, I think there's a difference between a surprised response mm. from yourself or uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, stop lying, don't joke about this or yep. whatever. And then I think there's this, the, the evade one, I think, is interesting. So when I think about a, a person evading a compliment, it's about trying to frequently it's about trying to palm off the compliment Mm. and not sort of even oh it's there but i'm not going to take it yeah why would someone do that because it can feel uncomfortable to accept a compliment and i think things around self-doubt but i feel like that but then also in some social situations or in some cultures it's it would be really rude if someone said oh you look beautiful today for you to go i know like (laughs) it would come across as arrogant or it wouldn't quite fit evading or acknowledging it but not vehemently disagreeing with it or or going the other way kind of feels like a safe option i'm thinking about the classic compliment about something that you're wearing and kind yes. of going oh thanks it was a gift from my friend yeah and it's that sort of like you accept but then you're deflecting it somewhere else yeah. it's not me that chose this thing yeah it's external but then i think also we can evade by hyper hyper accepting it mm. yeah yeah you know i spent ages doing it blah 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 blah, blah you know kind of and bombarding someone with detail or something. Mm. What you're doing is you're sort of escaping from the emotional. Yeah. Like it's all about escaping the emotional 
meaning of it. Mm. You see, you talk about like, you know, shifting credit. Like, yeah, I could have done it without my teammates. Yeah. Right. Or like, you know, requesting reassurance. Oh, you, oh, you like it? Mm. Oh, you really like it? And I think also, I think perhaps what's not on this list is when people kind of are, I'm not quite sure the, of the phrase, but people who, who seek it more. Mm. Like, so they're, I think about a certain soon-to-be ex-president <laughs> uh, who he's accepting, accepts compliments, but mm. gets a bottomless well. Yeah. Like, I want more of that. Yeah. And it doesn't. Yeah. It's like, accepting, but in a way that generates more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's an eagerness there. <laughs> but I mean, perhaps he's rejecting it because he's just like, oh, what, you know, there's not, there's not like a, I, like it doesn't feel closed. And I think when yeah. I think about someone accepting a compliment, it's closed. Mm. Like that bit of the conversation is closed off. Yeah. In a neatly tied up way. Mm. And then rejecting or evading is trying to get there without sort of processing that emotion. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And, why am I feeling uncomfortable about this? Mm. There's like a, I suck at giving it. There's a I'm wanting to close this off. Yeah. Right. And I'm wanting to close this off for a particular reason. Mm. And so the, the what that reason is about, I was think is sort of interesting, idiosyncratic. Yeah. Right. And I guess what I was thinking about just to, to go off off topic just for a minute, but is as a psychologist, mm. right? Like we, we you might be listening, going, oh god, these guys are making me do nothing, but in a therapy session, yeah. actually the, the little micro things like this are quite common for mm. a psychologist to pick up on yeah. and call someone out on that and kind of go, oh, I noticed that you did that, what was going on there? Mm. And those questions are frequently, they, they frequently yield way more useful emotional therapeutic material than, than your detailed history of their family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you wouldn't think that compliments would necessarily come up in therapy if you haven't been in therapy but think about you know the amount of times when we validate how someone's responded to something or go hey that was awesome that you were able to do that or like I do that a lot with kids where they you know the first time that they manage to you know tell their parents what they think or try something new or whatever you know you were really that was amazing how brave you were with that thing yeah and then that's when this stuff then you get a glimpse of what they must be like in the world outside because you get that blushing or avoiding or, oh, no, 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 that was nothing like, you know, and sort of or, talking or, down about themselves. Oh, yeah, or, or like or triggers that, yeah, I am really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the exactly. Narcissism, yeah, which is what I was talking mm. about before. Yeah. Yeah, because like, see, I probably wouldn't, I don't, probably don't see that so much of what I do, but I'd be more mm. like I'd take a life history of someone, go, oh, that sounds impressive. Mm. And then you can get like so inadvertently kind of get a response and go, mm. oh. Yeah, didn't realise I was hitting a nerve there. Yeah, it is like you kind of gauge about how they feel about their work and how they feel about themselves or mm. something like that yeah. by the way in which they do stuff. Mm. So why do people give compliments, continuing with our basics? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a whole bunch of reasons that are positive and then I was thinking about the ones that are more complicated yeah. as well. You know, on the positive side of things, you know, we want to show gratitude, we want to praise good behaviour, you know, we want to tell a kid that they've done a good job. We want to help a student know that they've tried something different and we think that it's worked well. You know, there's that kind of teaching, guiding. We want to thank people and sometimes doing that is sometimes you compliment rather than thank. Uh, You want to build connection, open up conversation, all of those kind of things. It's it's got a real pro-social vibe to it if it's done in that way. And then I was thinking about the parts of it that aren't necessarily pleasant or aren't necessarily comfortable. 
because I think we can all identify those things of, well, yeah, someone, someone wants to talk to me and so that's why they said that they liked such and such. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bridging. So that Machiavellian yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you know, like seeing someone who's pretty, like, like in a bar or like handsome and kind of going, oh, that's a nice thing or yeah. that's a nice, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. As a way to open up conversation yeah. in a way that's acceptable and okay gets the other person talking or whatever it might be yeah i think that street harassment stuff coming up in when i was looking for information isn't a coincidence and it's something that as i was reading through various sort of compliments and thinking about how it works what kept on coming up in my head was it depends and you know when i was thinking about myself or about people that i know kind of going well i can receive a compliment from someone in one context and the motivation is connection. It's something pleasant and innocuous and picking up my coffee and the person making the coffee kind of says, hey, I like your necklace, where'd you get that from? Mm. That's, it's got like a chit-chat, innocuous kind of vibe. But, you know, a man approaching me in the street and saying that to me could have an entirely different vibe to it and could have a completely different purpose because in general in our society, that's not something chit-chatty that happens very often unless there's sort of an attraction or an interest or something like that between members of the opposite sex as a general rule. Yeah. And often, so I think there's the context bit and then there's also the spectrum. I can see why some of the compliment literature blends into stuff about catcalling and harassment and stuff like that because the person honking their horn at you might think that they're paying you a compliment. Mm. As the receiver of that, it's threatening. Yeah, or can be threatening. Yeah. 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 So it's continuum there in a whole bunch of contexts. The other thing that popped into my head was those backhanded compliments. And I didn't know there was a name for it, but that is the name (laughs) for it. So ones that sound like a compliment, but they're not really. So they're things like, wow, you look amazing. You've lost so much weight. You used to be huge. Yeah. Or you're really good at sport for a girl. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. I'm thinking of Jenna Maroney. Yeah. Dirty Rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she does that. She does a lot of that. It's amazing that you're like this given yeah. this. And so they're conditional. They've got like a, it's amazing that this thing has happened because you're part of this group or you have these attributes. Yeah. What, like I went down a bit of a rabbit hole about backhanded compliments because <laughs> I find them The one time we do a positive part and I know. you just go down the bottom. But also I kept on thinking about how often these kind of compliments happen in an environment that might be pleasant that actually has underlying tension in it. Okay. I kept on thinking about it as I was reading. And I kind of went, well, the general purpose of it is to kind of put the other person down. In that situation, it's not to pay someone a compliment. It's to signify that you're superior to them. Got a social status thing. And I thought, Mm. I wonder if it's in the research. And it is exactly that. That it's kind of someone trying to signify that they're a higher social status than the person they're talking to. So it's they're trying to create a gap between you. I'm thinking about... The like, a, like a boss who's complimenting the work that you've done? Is that sort of what you mean? No, I'm thinking about... An example that pops into my head is you're, you know, oh, you're so lucky that you don't, you don't have kids and a partner or anything like that to worry about. The purpose of that is to go, I do have those things, you don't have those things. It's not to go, this is amazing, your life. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of a distancing. It's a distancing and it's a, I have this thing, you don't have See, this thing. I say thing. that a lot to a lot of time and usually it's just like jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the way you say it conveys that. Yeah. Whereas 
it's a lot of it's about tone and context. Yeah. The way that that's said sometimes is not. Yeah. So when people do stuff that's got that you're amazing at this, given you're this or whatever, that kind of backhanded compliment, it makes the other person feel, you know, more negative emotions. They tend to feel worse about themselves, whatever. What was interesting though was that the people who do those backhanded compliments at work or places like that are actually seen by other people as less superior. Mm. So other people observing that go, that's weird. Why did they, mm-hmm. why did they do that? And it drops their social status instead mm-hmm. of elevating it. So both people end up feeling like shit yeah. rather than all being seen in a negative light. So it's not always a positive thing. Someone paying you a compliment. <laughs> but see, I, yeah, I don't know. See, I wonder whether that's really a compliment. I think it. I think it is because it follows the same kind of structure. See, because when I think about compliment, I think about so what we started on in this section is that I'm showing gratitude. Mm. I'm showing warmth. You know, there's a there's a positive mm. intention there. But I suppose I suppose it depends on how you define a compliment, doesn't it? Yeah. Like if a compliment is saying something appreciative or pleasant. To another you. person. Like thank you, yeah. Like thank you or thank you for your service. Thanks. You look nice. Thanks for the work you did. Or yep. whatever it might yep. be. Then street harassment back with backhanded compliments and regular compliments all fit into that. Yep. It's context and tone. Mm. And mm. purpose. Yeah. That are different. Yeah. Which I think in a way plays into some of the complexity in responses as well. Because so, so my response to someone Catcalling is entirely different to someone who may say the same thing to me in a coffee shop as they're serving me my coffee. Mm. It has a different vibe to it. I have a different response to it. I do have a different emotional response to it and a different verbal response Mm. or lack of one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's not so straightforward. Yeah, it's interesting because I was sort of thinking about like the getting back to like why is it that we would want to give a warm you did a really good job there. Mm. Thank you so much for yeah. helping me or, hey, I'm really impressed with the work you just did. That meal was really, really great. When there's a, a genuineness to it, mm. what do you reckon that's about for someone? I mean, usually it's about what it's meant to them. Yeah. You know, there's some something about that that means something to them and often it's more personal. If yeah. we're talking about the, the really sort of genuine, warm kind of ones rather than off-handed compliments or anything like that, yeah. then I think usually it's that someone's done something for you that uh, meets some sort of need for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah if it's that deeper kind of compliment. Yeah. So, because I mean, I think like it's sort of thinking about sort of where, like where are we at at this moment in time is our city has fortunately eliminated COVID mm. after a pretty long lockdown. And some of the interactions I've had have been having a meal with somebody mm. that I haven't had to cook. Yeah. And going, thanks. Like, I don't know, it's like, no, no, like, really? Yeah, look, I know it's a meal, but also, like, I just haven't had to do yeah. this. Like, this is great. Or yeah. someone, someone made me a cup of tea at their house. Yeah. Like, and sort of genuinely, you know, so, like, I think, like, that's sort of what you're sort of saying, was you know, mm. that, so that, that, look, this meant something to me. Mm. And I think where it gets difficult for people um, accepting it is when, not that something's meant something to them, mm. but that when there's an intensity of that, to that mismatches the giver, mm. right? Yeah. So like the person that is being complimented 
you know, so like, because I think about famous musicians and being bailed up in a bookstore or something by someone who's just like, oh my God, you know, and how big a mismatch that could be for somebody. Mm. But that's a fairly extreme example. But then you get other everyday kind of stuff where we go, yeah, hey, I kind of suck with it. And so, Mm. and everyone at workplace knows not to thank you. Mm. You know, we just like, I just want to, you know, someone just, lots of doctors just want to kind of get about their day. Yeah. And not have that. And I think often that's about an emotional connection Mm. and kind of wanting to avoid that emotional connection, feeling uncomfortable with that emotional connection. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think like what you sort of said before around building a connection. Mm. So like often there's a compliment that it's not just a thank you, I'm done. Yeah. It's a thank you, hey, can let's keep talking. Yeah. Right. And I think that's... It's an opening to something else. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a different... Mm. Different, like that's a forging a relationship, and that's a slightly mm. different thing. Although sometimes I think you can forge a relationship because there was a genuine, yeah, thing, yeah, initially. All these things aren't mutually exclusive. No, so I mean, this is where psychology and social psychology stuff, if you know, this is your bag, mm. can get really interesting because it's there's just lots of variables. It's yeah. so fluid. Yeah. So what psychologists like to do boxes and arrows, <laughs> and so to think about that internal reaction. So. We kind of know we're supposed to acknowledge a compliment and have often like a gut feeling about what we're expected to do mm. societally, but it can be quite hard internally. So yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about when I left a workplace mm. and I was quite happy to be leaving and, you know, everyone, you know, come and have cake and blah, 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 and left to sort of sit there and kind of go, hey, <laughs> thanks. And then like no one's talking and it's really awkward. And, yeah. And you're sort of like... I've been at one of those farewells. I I feel like I've got to act in a particular kind of Mm. way. And, you know, I think often we don't... We don't often spend a lot of time in the, hey, I'm great mode. No. Even if you have a a entitled defensive exterior. Mm. So that's sort of like a semi-narcissist thing. We don't often sit in the... You don't stay with it. Adulation. Yeah. Even like a rock star, I think would, you know, they would have these intense bursts of thousands of people screaming at mm. them, but probably behind the scenes, yeah. you know, their bandmates are all giving shit to them or something like yeah. that. So I think, so it's unusual to begin with. I kind of think about like breaking down, like if there's an internal appraisal mm. of what's going on. Yeah. And then that's quickly followed by like an emotional reaction mm. or probably at, at the same time, probably yeah. just notice the emotional reaction. <laughs> yeah. So like a non-thorough list of emotional reactions, Mm. looking at, say, feedback around stuff Mm. that you might get. You can be excited, pleased. Yeah. You can be surprised. Mm. You can be embarrassed that someone's giving you positive. I think, you know, there's that. And I was talking to a colleague and she was just saying, I kind of get embarrassed because I don't know what to do with it. Mm. And it'll feed, feed into our next yeah. session, which because it's section is about her mother. But, yeah. <laughs> um, or father, I think, actually, in that case. But um, I think what I, what I kind of, I sometimes have is like suspicious. Mm. Like, like what like, do you want? Like, like why? <laughs> like, like, like what, what is this? Yeah. Whereas I think there are some... Because I like worry as a psychologist, uh, I was taught in a very kind of boundaried manner mm. in my original training course. And so I was very mindful about accepting gifts mm. and making sure that we act appropriately and ethically and, yeah. and, be, and you know, keep good boundaries with people. And so one of the things I had to do as a psychologist and 
still will think about is like, so when I have a conversation about ending therapy with someone, mm. if someone comes up and says thank you to me unexpectedly, mm. then how am I going to respond to that? Yeah. So I've often actually thought through it a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's that's yeah. what you're like at all or, or you have yeah. to do things like that. I am. I'm just, what popped into my head as you were saying that was years ago, I worked with a woman who was had quite a tough exterior. The first time that she met me, she was sitting in the waiting room with her friend. And as I walked out, I was a student when I first met her. And I walked out and she looked me up and down and she turned to her friend and kind of said, do you think this one can handle me? And I, in a split second, even though it probably wasn't professional, kind of went, I'm game if you are. And then we had this banter and she kind of went, all right, let's go. She would have been in her 80s. But when she tried to thank me that we were finishing therapy, she felt uncomfortable about thanking me. And I felt uncomfortable about accepting it and didn't expect it. And as she was about to leave, she sort of spun around and thrust a $5 note into my hand. And she kind of went, well, go and buy yourself a coffee or something then. You know I'm grateful, but I just can't write it down, can I? And then stomped off down the hallway. (laughs) And it was this thing where I was left standing there grinning at this $5 note. She knew that I liked to have a coffee after Mm. our sessions. And it was... It was her way of thanking me in a way that was comfortable for her. It was, it was what she could manage. She couldn't manage standing there and seeing me respond yeah. or writing it down. It was, but she needed to convey it. And it was mm. obviously important to her because that note was very warm and had obviously been in her hand for quite a while. And she'd, she'd been, been thinking, thinking about, about it the about whole it. time. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, think, I think what's interesting about that is it, it gets into the social contract mm. with it and that frequently it's about the giver. Yeah. Right. So if you're someone that struggles with taking a compliment and really we haven't really talked about that much, that remembering that this is about the person, mm. the other person's experience. And if you do find it uncomfortable, then it might be worthwhile thinking like, hang on, this is about this person and they're feeling the need to do something mm-hmm. right yeah. with it. And a great example of that is someone who is perhaps more histrionic mm. in in the true clinical sense of the term who would so they're over emotional mm. and so they might be over the top in thank you 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. it's a bit too much or you could probably see like small children mm. could kind of get carried away mm. like oh you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing thank you thank you thank you right and so you as the the person mm. kind of would, you just kind of go, okay, you know, you would be downplaying it. Yeah. You'd kind of like. You'd be trying to contain it a bit. You'd be trying to contain it again. Yeah. So I think that there's the, that first part of it is they're, they're wanting to do something with it. Mm. I mean, in some cases, obviously, there's that manipulative kind of edge to it as well. Yeah. But, you know, I think we have this gut reaction of how to respond. And I think the problem, like we, I was sort of saying, is like when we have difficulty receiving a compliment is when, it, when there's a mismatch between what's expected mm. and what what we do or what we want to do or something mm. like that. So a good way I think about it is like well, when do we actually, when are we comfortable accepting? Mm. I think that's a really interesting yeah. thing, right? Frequently it's like when I'm pleased yeah. with what I've done yeah. or I've actually worked quite hard on mm. it. You know, so there's a like, uh, you know, and someone says, you know, you did good work. And you think, yep, mm. yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased with this. Mm. And... It is interesting, isn't it? The internal rules that you have about yep. kind of going that sort of compliment is okay or comfortable. Yeah. That one isn't. Yeah. And and I think and I think what's what I'm guessing with that question that we've had is that it's it's from 
people that don't know the doctor that well, mm. right? And they haven't experienced him caring for them or for someone they care about. It's just sort of yeah, like, or, or if they have, it's been brief. General public. Or it's been brief. Happy to have some feedback on that, by yeah. the way, because you, once you get to know someone a little bit, you could probably judge it mm. very quickly because yeah. there's a lot of social rules around that. And so when there's that, when we feel like we've done worthy of something mm. or like we're pleased with it, then in someone compliments it, like it matches. And like, yep, that's mm. cool. And I think what's also interesting to think about is like, when is it do we get PO'd, pissed yeah. off that we don't get a compliment? Yeah. You know, and you can imagine working really hard on something like I'm thinking of a workplace scenario, mm. which is a classic one for most people, where they work really hard and then someone else gets complimented publicly and you mm. don't. Yeah, someone else gets credit for it. Yeah, or, or that kind of thing. You know, sometimes it feels necessary to clarify or it can be just hard to accept, mm. like, the compliment without clarifying or softening it for yourself. Mm. Or, you know, I think people are often worried that it's going to turn into this big scene. Yeah, or if it doesn't, like, sometimes you can... I don't know, I was thinking about that, you know, softening it element, that sometimes someone will say something that's giving you credit for someone else's work or something like that when it was done together. And I think some of this taps into your, like, personal beliefs about stuff or your personal kind of way of approaching sharing responsibility or whatever it might be like I'm thinking about being thanked as the person who ran a project and internally going oh yes I ran it but we split the work 50 50 I also ran it with this person so I Mm. need to acknowledge that before I can accept Mm. it Mm. that kind of softening sometimes it's based on on fact and what you feel like is right or is okay. Yeah. And other times it's the emotional thing or the stuff we're going to talk about, about how you feel about yourself. Like it kind of, it's not always cut and dry. Oh, well, yeah. And also like, so that kind of gives an impression that humans are logical Mm. and we, nothing can be further from the truth. Right. So like our impression of what we did or didn't do Mm. is quite subjective. Absolutely. And open to hold and biases. The other part of it, I guess the question here we're talking about is like, when do we, suck at <laughs> at it right mm. when do you find it harder so we talked a little bit about the i've okay i've done work yeah or i haven't done work i don't like i don't feel like you know oh, this is this is something that i always do mm. as part of my job and like actually what i've done today is not anything yeah. special it's part of my week yeah what about your emotional state how does that affect your ability to take on a compliment mm. yeah if i'm not feeling great then I'm less likely to believe a compliment. Like I'm, I'm more likely to brush it off. Yep. I think I am more likely to brush it off or find it harder to accept if it's a general compliment rather than a specific one. So I'm thinking about, you know, someone, I'm going to use a work example. Someone saying, you're a great psychologist. I struggle to go, oh, thanks. Yeah. But someone who goes, I really liked how you talked to that kid. I can get on board with. Yeah. Kind of going like, yeah, that... That was. So if it's a specific thing that I feel like there's something to hold on to almost. Yeah, so there's something more concrete. Yeah. Yep. And then it, that also, I'm able to accept those compliments even if I'm feeling shitty. Whereas if I'm feeling shitty and it's a general compliment, I will brush it off till yep. the cows come home. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm probably someone that if I'm in a, in a foul mood, don't try and cheer me up. Like mm. that's not a good thing to do. Yeah. And so that can be harder to. And that, that's important to remember, like mm. to kind of know your pattern mm. and kind of go, well, if I'm 
having trouble with this today. Is that because I'm in a bad mood? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or a particular mood or something. I haven't yeah. slept very well. Or And also vice versa. Like, because I think in, when we're in party mode, mm. you know, we can be like, yeah, I can accept a compliment. Yeah. And like, it's really good and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. and, you know, I'm pleased with the way I look and blah, blah, blah. All right. So... Amy, yes. so, so this question is where psychologists all love to go. But like, is this about our mum, <laughs> right? Is this about your mother? I feel like it's so complex, <laughs> which is what psychologists always respond, isn't it? There's a whole bunch of internal ways we see ourselves and beliefs about ourselves that come into play. Even just in... Just give me an answer, yes or no. Is it about my mum? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, so when is it about our mother? When yeah. is it that... A compliment, I'm struggling to accept the compliment. When is that about a deeper issue? I think there's a few, but the biggest one is sense of self-worth or self-esteem or whatever you want, however you want to frame it. That sort of sense of you being a person that has value. Yeah. And it might seem like a straightforward thing, but it's something that a lot of people struggle with mm. for most of their life. Yeah. That's really difficult to grapple with and that can be something that comes from all sorts of different places you yeah. know it, and, and, so, and some of the world's greatest art some yeah. of the world's greatest technological advances and humanitarian causes all come from people who have got low self-esteem yeah. so this is so which is quite interesting it is you know, and and it doesn't necessarily mean if you have low self-esteem it doesn't mean that you're incompetent or that you're not able to do things it just means that you don't feel great about yourself yeah it means that you don't feel like you're a good person or you're valuable or whatever or, or it that might you be have good skills or whatever it is exactly it's your evaluation rather than what the rest of the world might say about it mm. and the thing is is that it's quite pervasive it comes out in all sorts of situations and it can feel a little bit like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you've got low self-esteem then you know whatever it is that we have at our very core we can to seek out a little bit and find information that confirms it so we pay attention to those times when we're criticised or when something hasn't gone so well. Yep. And those things feel far more true than the times when someone said, hey, you did a great job with yep. that thing. So so really what you're doing is you, you, we search for a confirmatory bias. Exactly. So we have a negative filter. Mm. This is one of the things that perpetuates depression and perpetuates anxiety. Exactly. So we will be much more attentive to the critique and kind of go, well, that's exactly how I feel about myself, so it fits. Mm. So, I mean, if that doesn't make any sense, the classic example is social media at the moment mm. where we will just listen to voices that fit with our political opinion or our belief yep. system about climate change or whatever it is, right? Mm. And and sort of reject disconfirming evidence, mm. right? So, yeah. Or I'm even thinking about times when people might not be feeling great about themselves and then spend the evening scrolling social media and looking at how perfect everybody else's lives seem and going, this is confirmation that my life is yep. shitty by comparison. Yep. Those kind of ways that feed into I'm different, I'm less than, Yeah. Et so, yeah, so getting back onto compliments, mm. right? So why it's difficult if you've got a problem with your self-esteem. So if you've got beliefs that perhaps you're incompetent or defective or that you have unrelenting standards, mm. so is that a compliment is in stark contrast to that, mm. right? It's the direct opposite. And yeah. so that square peg, yeah. round hole. It's untrue to how you feel. Well, you can't. So there's, what's it, the Piagetian concepts of assimilation and accommodation. Mm. So assimilation is when you can, you get a new piece of information and... And that fits with your existing structure about the world yeah. versus, say, accommodation where you have to... Shuffle things. You have to add a new concept mm. in. So that would be 
a child looking at a butterfly and going bird. And yeah. going, actually, that's a butterfly. That's a different type of animal. They have to accommodate that mm. in. And a, and a compliment might be something that you actually have to kind of go, huh, uh, maybe I am mm. good at this. Mm. And that, like, shouldn't that be good, easy for us to understand? No. But if you built up your life in a particular kind of way and you run your life a particular mm. way, like that, that's sort of like, a, like an error signal. And I think the, the key yeah. thing about this is it isn't that you've deliberately built up your life in that way or that you're deliberately seeking the negative. Yeah. It's that a lot of these things come through nonverbal interactions or early signals that what's going on isn't okay. And one of the key things about kids and about growing up is that kids are very egocentric and think everything is their fault. Yeah. And it takes them a while to realize that something, you know, someone else being upset isn't actually always their fault. And so if you're growing up in an environment where lots of things are happening or things are going wrong, as a little kid, you can assume, okay, I'm the cause for mummy and daddy splitting up. I'm... I'm the reason why my pet died. I'm the reason why I, the teacher left the school, whatever it might be. And all of those, those little things, you assume that it's about you and can't see anything different. And all of that's happening in a time when your sense of self is forming. Mm. And unless you've got people who are reassuring and shifting and kind of going, hey, what about this thing? And sort of challenging those things. It can be pretty easy to have that sense of doubt and that sense of... Well, maybe I'm I'm not okay. Maybe yeah, I'm and, not great. And, and sort of like training and sort of so if you've grown up in an environment where you have had inconsistent positive regard mm. or absent positive regard, so a parental figure who's not warm and encouraging or not consistently warm and encouraging, mm. then you might develop problems with self esteem or you know beliefs that you're you know defective and stuff like that, and then you might then struggle accepting compliment because mm. from a basic perspective you just never really learned how to do that yeah. because no one taught you yeah because when we we're talking before i was thinking about well what do we do with kids we mm. teach them to give compliments mm. there's an, a, a social rules and around. we teach them to say thank you yeah we te- yeah that's what i mean mm. we teach them to say thank you yeah. like and i'm sure in non-western cultures there's a whole lot of rules around mm. different stuff and like uh, when, I, when i went and traveled in india it was clear there was just different rules yeah we even had dinner with a family that mm. we knew and uh, the food, some food came out that was just like, like I'd never tasted before. It was really amazing. Mm. And I said, oh, you know, you know, who cooked this? This was really, really amazing. And it must have been the right thing to say mm. because the, the, the cook came out and <laughs> was sort of paraded around. Yeah. And, you know, there was this like all the white Westerners, uh, you know, love my meal. And like it was really like... It was really, really fascinating mm. and you know, just sort of completely inadvertently I'd done the right thing. <laughs> so tell us about social anxiety and imposter syndrome and compliments. <laughs> yeah, we talked a little bit about, we dropped in a, a few things about imposter syndrome in our last pod on social anxiety. If you don't know about imposter syndrome, basically it's that you believe that you shouldn't be where you are. You mm. don't deserve it, you know, so you might be... So can I tell you a story about that? So. Yeah got into the doctorate program mm-hmm. at University of Melbourne yep. and on the first morning of clinical placement, mm-hmm. right, so this is like, oh my God, I'm finally going to be doing clinical work yep. and there was four of us, I think, mm-hmm. and the supervisor said, so I bet you're all feeling like you don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was 
Yeah. It was, yeah, completely true. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of... It was true because we felt that way, not because we didn't belong, no, Amy. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pot over. Yeah. But I think a lot of people feel like this. It's It feels particularly common in fields where there's long haul of competing or of perfectionism or of those kind of yep. things. It also is more common for people who are a minority in that field, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. It sort of, it feels like you might not fit because you're not seeing the people around you who match how yep. you see yourself. Also, also, I think with that is that when you work in those fields like medicine mm. uh, or something like that, is that when you get something wrong, you know about it. Yeah. When you get something right, you don't. Yeah. Right. So there's not a culture of going, this is amazing. Mm. Whereas modern day primary school culture is like, hey, you did this amazing thing mm. with everything, right? You know, and you get these like old Grinch, like, oh, you know, back in my day, we didn't get a reward for everything. But there's something in that, right? Mm. So like if you're the, cult, the cultural system that you work in, whether that's a workplace or a broader cultural mm. society, isn't geared towards thanking mm. and then you kind of start getting that praise, yeah. it's very incongruous. Yeah. And then, then you start to have a bit of a problem, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, in terms of compliments, it's also that if someone's complimenting us on a skill that we feel incompetent in, then yeah. we're far more likely to dismiss it or to feel uncomfortable. It doesn't sit right. It just feels awkward and like we don't know how to respond because our gut thing might be to go, oh, but I suck at that, yeah. rather than saying thanks. Or yeah. the, the appropriate amount. Exactly. Uh, last one, trust in others. Yeah. So this one kept on coming up for me when I was talking to clients and stuff as we were preparing for this. And I was thinking about it a bit more and going that for people who have a history of being manipulated or harassed or have been in abusive relationships, receiving a compliment isn't always a positive and kind of sets off alarm bells mm. of kind of what do you want, what are you about to do, what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, it's like a safety mm-hmm. warning system that yeah. just goes, nah, this is not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think for some people it can really put their guard up and it's so hard to then accept a compliment because even if it's for a genuine and kind reason, because you've had this history of being taught that what comes after that or that's to get you to get you let your guard down so that then yeah, you yeah, respond yeah. in the way someone else wants. Yeah. So I think that one's quite complex and something that certainly comes up a lot in trauma work mm. over and over again. of kind of like, oh, no, people are just saying that because they want such and such. Mm. Yeah, and you can, think, you can think about like someone who is famous and kind of has learned that people want to just get close to them because they're famous. You think about someone who's really attractive mm. and and kind of gets it a lot, has to sort of just like, just because someone's paying attention to them doesn't mean they should, mm. you know, or, or whatever it might be, mm. like wary mm. about how they go about things. Yeah, how they respond. Yeah, mm. and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's sort of interesting and you can sort of see that it can be family environment or that can be growing up. Yeah, could be a whole lot of things. So how to accept a compliment? Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk us through it? Am I, uh, I going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're going to do it. Uh, look, I don't know. It feels basic. So uh, <laughs> forgive, forgive me if it is. Um, 
I mean, I guess really the main things I reckon is like pausing for a second. Mm. And if you're not quite sure what to say, you know, sometimes I think repeating back to someone saying, well, you know, thank you for saying that I'm amazing or mm. thank you for, for saying that I, the work I do, I really like doing it. Mm. You know, so there's that closing it off. But, mm. you know, so really that would be to, to give you a bit of a structure because often we just blurt out the mm. first thing that comes out of our head, particularly yeah. if you're a socially awkward person or if we're not really expecting it or we don't get it very often. I saw on... Twitter and on a couple of comments about thanking or complimenting or whatever that one of the things that someone had got their friends to do was to when they were paying them a compliment they got this person to look at them while they were hearing the compliment because they they'd said to their friends this is really hard for like I can't take a compliment they talked about it whatever they'd felt really anxious about yeah. it and their friends had noticed when I pay you a compliment you always look away and you you don't smile and you kind of shut off. And so they did their own little social experiment essentially where they kind of went, yeah, make eye contact. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess it gets back to that connection Mm. that we're talking about. Yeah. You know, and I think practicing saying thank you or having, having a couple of phrases that I think you, that you can say naturally. Mm. So if you've listened to this pod before, you'll have heard us talk about the fact that having things that you can say reflexively that you know how to say. Mm. Can I feel be, comfortable. So not rehearsed all the time, mm. but that kind of just work for you. Mm. And I think really what I would think about is experimenting. Mm. Like if you're going into a situation where this is happening a lot for whatever reason, then experimenting with different ways mm. of doing it and see what co- goes on for you and, yeah. and when, when is it and have a, have a think about what's going on for you. Mm. And then, then you probably need a better place to address it or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I think also the thing I talked about before, which is having a think about, well, why is it that people would be doing it? Yeah. Is this about you or is this about them? Yeah. Right? If you've got a you problem, yeah. <laughs> uh, helping realise why actually this is about other people mm. means that you don't have to address the you problem. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> you can just go about, you can, you can leave that imposter syndrome or that yeah. incompetence feeling there yeah. and just... Learn how to accept compliments yeah. and, and, and move on. Move on. Or alternatively, you could actually go, you know what, look, I actually maybe this is a, a key for mm. me to go, you know, maybe maybe there's something about me where I don't like doing it. Maybe mm. I need to think about that. Like, why is it that I've always sucked at doing it? Yeah. And, that, and I think that leads into things to challenge low mm. self esteem. So, do you keep things? Like, mm. if you get gifts, do you keep those gifts yeah. from, from, like, if you get cards from people? Do you keep them? You know, mm. maybe, and if you don't, then maybe it's worthwhile doing that and kind of going, you know what, hey, hang on, maybe I am valued or something like that. Or, or even taking a photo of them if you don't know yeah. what to do with them or if you kind of have to move around a bit for your work or whatever. <laughs> or if they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. Take a, take a photo of them so that then you've got them yeah. for later. Kids, when they give me a thank you, often it has multiple parts on various bits of sort of craft paper, which is absolutely gorgeous. But also there's so many parts and, you know, there's often one bit that's at least three metres long. I'm just mentioning glitter going on the floor. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, taking a photo can be be a way that you can have it around and you can refer back to it. Yeah, because I think, I think, I mean, this kind of gets at, other things where people are we're not super great at learning how to sit with all parts of ourselves Mm. and and actually a lot of psychologists give you get to work on some of these problems might suggest you know what you need to frame Mm. your degrees Mm. or you need to put up those things and take those actions and incorporate all parts of you 
together and being a complex individual mm. rather than just someone who's all good or all bad. Yeah. And you can be a good doctor that does make mistakes. Mm. Right. And you can be an amazing doctor despite having maybe difficulties in your love life or whatever it is and having that all as part of who you are. Mm. And so and I think we're having cards from people or awards that you've won mm. or or achievements, things that you're proud of or photographs of places that you've travelled or, you know, things that remind you of, hey, the, the capacity that you have as an individual to do amazing things. Mm. And I always think that humans are amazing. I don't always, I don't buy that. We've all got a special talent. Mm. But I do believe, I'm a big believer in the fact that people are amazing and can actually do amazing things at, at particular times. Mm. And when we do those things, it's important to actually mark them. Acknowledge right? them. Yeah. yeah. Even if it feels feels a bit wanky, mm. right? And if this continues to be a problem or something, you know, go talk to a psych about mm. it or talk to your, the psych, you know, psych in the hospital that you work <laughs> with. But, you know, because I think you can already see like we've just taken a single thing, mm. how to accept a compliment and it feels like you're tapping a metal peg into an ice wall mm. and you can see how it could shatter yeah. and, and lead to a whole lot of different things very, very quickly. Mm, absolutely. Before we go to things that came across, yeah. cultural angle, like we're psychologists, mm. right? We don't, we don't do social cultural. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we don't so, focus so much on it. So, so, so the reason I say that, so like psychologists, we spoke, focus on the individual. Mm. Sociologists focus on yeah. like a social kind of the, the, yeah. the, the cultural kind of element. Yeah. And the, the problem with being a child psychologist is that I never get to just do the individual. It's always like a family unit at least. <laughs> I'm kind of like, mm, yeah. <laughs> the cultural stuff you, I find. You, I, like I've said you should go and work in an adult clinic for a bit. But they won't let me bring my bubbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anywhere that won't allow that, no. But... <laughs> Culturally, I think it's really interesting because we have tall poppy syndrome in Australia where essentially anybody kind of getting too big for their boots. is cut down to size. Cut down to size. Anyone who seems like they're too cocky, we have to rip through that. Mm. And it's something that's pretty pervasive. Like I don't think that there would be many times where you could get away with responding to a compliment with I know in Australia without being ridiculed yeah or without being judged or yeah. thought that that was odd yeah like when someone someone's got like a flashy car or they've done this thing and they're super proud of themselves people will will go out of their way to to, to peg him down and sometimes that's yeah. in a good friendly nature way or it can be in a, in a quite a nasty societal way yeah and it does seem to be variable across cultures so there's a whole bunch of different papers comparing different cultural groups and often comparing different cultural groups who speak the same language mm. because language is so much a part of it and that Arabic speakers accept compliments the most mm -hmm. out of anyone, uh, followed by English speakers. Yeah. And then it decreases as you get towards Asian cultures. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking about it and thinking about the awkward interactions I've had overseas or like that example that you were giving and I was thinking about, you know, in Morocco, if anybody paid a compliment to someone on say like I really like that bowl when we were in a restaurant they give it to you the right? owner would go well you must have it that hadn't occurred to any of us that that would be the response and it's it's accepting it and then also going but you must now have this thing yeah um it's a really different way of responding in a way that was I mean, quite it surprising it to feels me. so foreign <laughs> like, yeah which is, but back on the 
same language thing. Mm. Like the difference, I think, between Australian and American, uh, it sums up for me that because we just had the presidential election, but you know, they'd be like, and the next president of the United States will be this person, mm. right? And I cringe at that stuff. Mm. And I think like in Australia, we wouldn't really do that. No. And I mean, I'm not sure. And some American listeners perhaps can correct me. Like, but in our culture, that's probably not seen like it's sort of more like seen as like you can be sort of admired in it and it's earned. But mm. like if you are super big noting yourself, mm. then very quickly does it turn on mm. people. The most desired... I guess the thing, we had a cricket captain, Steve Waugh, and he was a very unassuming chap, but mm. also extremely good at cricket. He was really, really loved. And then we had a, a subsequent captain, Ricky Ponting, mm. and he kind of thought he was really good mm. and he wasn't loved. Yeah. <laughs> and he was good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we are quite critical yeah. of that. And I feel like from, you know, I haven't travelled a lot in the States, but certainly the amount of compliments I heard being paid between different people or that were said to me or that was said just in an incidental way day to day felt like a lot more than here and a lot more enthusiastically delivered yeah here it's it's more low-key and okay I like that rather than like oh my god I love that thing and so I I found it quite jarring even Mm. just that little thing of going oh I don't quite know how to respond now Mm. (laughs) um yeah I'd love I'd love any listeners who are interested in contacting us about Sort of the cultural differences around compliments. Love to hear from you. Mm. Shall we go to things we came across? Yes, let's do it. Let's do that. We'll uh, be back soon. You'll listen to Two Short Pod. But as we try to widen and make more consistent our description of what we see, as it gets wider and wider and we see a greater range of phenomena, the explanations become what we call wars instead of simple explanations. <laughs> like unbelievably pleased with uh, yourself. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, Is yeah. it my turn this week? Yeah. This this episode, we're not really doing weeks at the moment, so they're very fortnight-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, so uh, the break. I'm sorry, but your your Christmas tree appears to. I know that it's not real. Yes. But it also It's appears... real. It's a, it's real. You can see it. You can touch it. Amy. Yeah. Yeah. But like it mean... appears to have some kind of internal movement in that the star is slowly moving. <laughs> but it's probably because it actually is. But also because it's moving because the lights are flashing on and off. No. No. But like it's on an angle where it wasn't before. You listen to Two Shrinks Pod. Uh, you can... <laughs> <The> perfectionist <laughs> Christmas decorator. There, we did do a Christmas... <laughs> Uh, a Christmas episode mm. and Amy talked about how she like puts a Christmas tree up and then sings sings a Christmas tree a Christmas tree you've and got she, the order wrong and she and she names her Christmas trees that as is well correct. they have names they have genders do you do you have have you got a Christmas tree up so not far? yet okay no. well we are we are last year's was Beatrice she was sassy she drank gin <laughs> if you want to listen to more of our episodes and hear Amy this diatribe about drinking gin and looking at the Christmas tree. Uh, Twoshinkspod.com and mm. check out some of our back episodes. We do have a... To be fair, they're not all about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a list of the episodes. And so not just in order, but also in topic. Uh, so if you're looking for something specific, uh, a lot of listeners will come to the show and go back through and sort of perhaps they're studying psychology or they've got an interest in psychology. And so they 
we did do a long series on personality disorders and uh, we've done a whole lot of different stuff. So um, it's worth checking out. There is actually, um, when she started looking at it, it's like, oh, there is method to our madness. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, generally we're pretty erratic. Eclectic. Eclectic. Not erratic, uh, eclectic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Want to get in contact with us, email us, twoshrinkspod at gmail.com or on Twitter. Let's at twoshrinkspod. Yeah, let's get things came across. All right, sounds good. I, I managed to get, I managed to subvert you. Yeah, sort I'm of. cutting you now. <laughs>
but I picked it. Actually, before I tell you that, when you're on Twitter, you mentioned earlier that you have recently had an argument with a Freudian. Yeah. Have you ever been insulted on Twitter? And how do you respond if you have? Uh, usually I would, I would either like pile, pile, <laughs> pile on with like a, you know, deconstruct their argument, mm-hmm. correct their grammar and kind of point out where they're incorrect. Yeah. Like in terms of their argument. Mm-hmm. Or I would take it on the chin and make fun of myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then like, and if they kind of exacerbate on it, like, a, no, they like really like, you know, you're just using facts in your argument. That's not fair. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Okay. So kind of poke fun, diffuse attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I fa- actually on that, I found a, I found an article about Twitter, mm. uh, Wendy's, the in America? Fast, fast food. And they, they have like a, cause I was looking up insults. And they have like a Twitter feed where that's basically how they do that. And they, there's an article where they, I'll, I'll put on the show notes mm. where they will use insults about their food and then kind of, you know, play on that and, yeah. and have a humorous things. And then someone's written an article about it. It's like, nice. It's like hilarious. Yeah, you'll have to link to it. So when I looked up insults, the very first thing on the top of the list, which never happens when I'm looking for something, <laughs> was a title that I just couldn't couldn't go past and it is called I love James Blunt as much as I love herpes I love that you're not ashamed to admit you have both <laughs> attempted insults and responses on Twitter <laughs> like I, I have to click That's on this good. yeah yeah this article is by McVitie and colleagues in language and communication it's due to be published next year so Ooh, it's kind of like a pre I know yep where and are they, where are they from Edinburgh and Ireland. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to understand how people respond to insults on Twitter. And they decided to focus in on someone who is one of the most insulted people on Twitter <laughs> and who actively responds to people criticizing him. James Blunt. James Blunt. <laughs> I was going to say Nickelback. <laughs> no, James Blunt. So I'm not going to go in great detail about the method. Basically, they looked at his tweets. They looked at Twitter and wrote a paper, yeah. Yep, they looked at Twitter, wrote a paper. They looked at his responses to people. So what he tends to do is that someone will say something to him, he'll quote the tweet and reply. So they looked at what those were. He had tweeted over a thousand times in the period that they chose and something like 280 of them were rebuttals to criticism. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so a fair... Like a quarter. Yeah, a fair chunk. My favourite thing and the thing that went, I went, okay, I need to do this, is that the first line of the method is data for the study were taken from James Blunt's account on Twitter. <laughs> That's it. Simple. Yep. So they looked we, at it. We do, because we haven't been doing uh, research. No. Research article-based pods for a while, but we, I do feel we need to start up a, like a methods hall of fame. Absolutely. We, I think it was when we did um, the article on cat attachment. Yeah. And, uh, and there was like the breeds of cats in the methods, <laughs> in the methods section. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> and also was it the, the virtual reality, the episode where they were doing some virtual reality stuff and they had the, the pixel count. Yes. <laughs> that was so detailed, that, that one. So detailed. It was just, yeah. This, this one is not quite so detailed. They do go into a fair bit of detail about analysis, but mm-hmm. we'll leave that aside. Essentially, he responds in four different ways yep. and they suggest that this, you know, more broadly applies to how people could respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first one is 
what they called ascribing category membership to first contributor. Basically what this means is that someone comments and then he places them in a group that's viewed negatively. Mm -hmm. So for example, I'm going to skip that one because I'm not sure that I should say those words on the podcast. Um, (laughs) Let's go to the next. Does James Blunt only have that one song? He replies, says the nun hit wonder. Things like that. Or James Blunt is one ugly motherfucker. Reply, and how's your modeling career going? Yeah. <laughs> Those kind of like... Takes one to know one. Takes one to know one. Yeah. Switches it and makes it a comparison between himself and the person commenting. Second type of response is that he flips it and makes whatever the criticism is about the other person. So I try to hate James Blunt, but I can't. You obviously went to one of those schools where everyone got a prize. Those kind of flipping, If um, I don't know if I can imagine much worse than James Blunt's new album, Kids These Days Have No Imagination. Those kind of rebuttal yeah. things. He gets a lot of those. Then there was copying the pattern of the tweet and saying something back. So things like that James Blunt song is utterly horrific, horrific. And he responded, yet so many people bought it, bought it. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or... James Blunt, can't stand your music, but your comebacks are second to none. He replied, can't stand your face, but thanks for the compliment. So they can be quite cutting. Yeah. But. They're nasty. They're nasty. Like they're quite nasty. And yet he gets away with it and people respond in a positive way to what he's saying. Yeah. Because well, a lot of Twitter, I think, is performance art. Exactly. Yeah. The last one is what you described, the self-deprecating thing. So adding in, piling on about himself. Yeah. So things like, why does James Blunt have a million followers? He stopped being relevant in 2009, him responding 2006, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of undercutting. And essentially what they were talking about was that humour can diffuse the situation in a way that other things can't because for the most part, things don't escalate after he responds. Yeah. The person appreciates the cutting comment he's made back and then that's it. Yeah. So even though he's getting a high volume of criticism... <laughs> On a day-to-day basis, his response kind of shuts it down. Or, or is it we're just going back to jerk store and he's just like... And he's just <laughs> I love like, jerk store. He's like, because you're the best model. Exactly. I love it. I love, I love jerk store. Well, yeah. thanks for listening. Will, um, any more to say on, on, on James Blunt and Twitter insults? No, but I wasn't surprised that there was a paper written. <laughs> wow. That's because you're a pitiful simpleton gutter snipe, ain't you? Oh, them fighting words. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you again soon. See you next time. Bye.